0: What's going on, everybody? Happy Friday. Welcome to the Just Fit podcast. I'm Angelo. I'm your host. And I'm really excited to share episode 53 with you guys, because today I'm going to introduce to you one of my good friends, Michelle Ku. She is the founder and CEO of Asher Collective. And what that means and what she does is she connects brands with celebrities. She does a whole lot of different things. But this is one of the things I love about her the most, because she understands the core fundamental of relationships not just for connecting your brand with celebrities or doing business, but in life in general. It's all about how you treat people and how well of a rapport and how much of a relationship you build with others, and I'm really excited. We we dive deep into this one, and I'm really uh, looking forward for you guys to listen and hear her story. Listen to some of the backgrounds that um, brought her to where she is today, and she provides so many different tips for you guys to understand. One, how to build your brand, right? And two, you may not come from a business background, or you feel, or you may feel like you're not worthy. This Uh, Michelle just covers so much information that if that's you, make sure you listen up because there's so much, so much valuable content in this episode. I appreciate you guys. Happy Friday. I'll see you guys soon.
1: But definitely like my 30s, though, you have a different mindset from your 20s, especially like after you go through like life stages, like getting married Mm -hmm. and then like having a kid. Like, how you think about certain things, it's, like, so different.
0: So give me an example. Ten years ago, how would the Michelle Kim be living her life?
1: Okay. Actually, yeah. I was just thinking about this, like, a few days ago.
2: Okay, good, um, good.
1: I, like, so we haven't been trying to go out. My husband's actually an essential worker. Okay. He works for a hospital, so he has to go to work. He has, like, no choice. Of course Um, But then everything else in terms of, like, going to the market and things like that. Like, we're not stockpiling. We're just, like, getting things, like, as it's, like, needed. Um, But Michelle in her 20s would have most likely just, you know, gone into the store, whatever, like, social distancing, like, who cares? (laughs) I think Michelle now in her 30s is more about, like, all right, I'm going to get my face mask. I'm going to have my gloves on. I take my Lysol wipes. Like, I wipe everything down. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know. I think, like, for me, if I were to get sick, I could fight the virus. Mm -hmm. Um, But if my son or if my parents were to get it, like, I'm just not 100% sure if, Mm. you know, they could. And now that I'm a bit older, I feel like I'm able to, like, think about things like that rather than just think about myself.
0: Now, do you, and I love that. Now, do you think you would have gotten there if you hadn't had a kid or gotten married, or do you think it would have have it would have taken like some kind of big major life change for you to be like, wow?
1: Definitely, I feel like because I have a kid, um, and because my parents are at the age that they are, that definitely contributed to the factor. Mm-hmm. I mean, even you know, at like when running a business, if I had this business in my early twenties or even just like a few years ago. And this whole coronavirus happened, I think I would have been still like, oh, you know, it's okay. Like, I can still do client meets or I can still, you know, I would try my best to like run the business as, um, I guess, like as money making as possible. Yeah. But I think now it's just more like, okay, you know, let's think about our health. Let's think about the safety of my clients and my future clients. So it's more like a future thinking rather than a present.
0: I love that. I love that. Okay. Now apply that to business. How does that, you know, how has that futuristic thinking and, and looking forward affected your business today? And before, before you answer that, sorry, we'll yeah. hold on to that. Well, I, I really want to go back there, but if, if you can tell the audience a little bit about Asher Collective and what it is exactly that you do.
1: Yeah. So, um, the Astra Collective is just a, I guess it's, we're a marketing brand, Um, We connect brands with celebrities, with influencers. We also do a lot of, you know, like the social media side as well. So we'll link your, you know, social media sites. We'll also, you know, get you connected to amazing podcasts and get you, you know, featured there. We also do like, um, I guess like we get you featured on like movies and TV shows as well. Uh, Most recently we were featured on uh, Netflix's You. So that was a pretty cool one. Um, we worked that's with awesome. some, you know, pretty great um, celebrities in the past as well, whether on a gifting level or sponsorship. So, pretty much what we do is anything and everything that will get you your media presence. We'll get it out there.
0: And if you can you touch a little bit on the, and this is how you and I initially met, because this is what I was like, that's a really interesting, interesting concept of gifting. Um, y- And that's how you're going to build, you know, the brand with celebrities. Can you go a little deeper into that if you don't mind me asking?
1: Yeah. So how we do our giftings is we work directly with the celebrity or with um, their agent. Okay. Um, What's great about that is we are able to curate a celebrity list for our clients. Um, I feel like a lot of brands they use celebrity gifting suites which is kind of like where you pay like $10,000, $6,000 and you pretty much are part of like this, um, I guess you can say like, it's like a fair, a bunch of brands are lined up all together and celebrities come in, they take a photo with your brand, but that's it, you know,
2: Hmm.
1: there's a chance you get a photo, there's a chance you might not. What we do is we ask a celebrity like, hey, um, are you interested in this product? So when we connect brands with a celebrity, the celebrity is legitimately interested in receiving this product you know that I think that's what we can offer we we are able to give like a more personalized um experience yeah. to the brand. and you know cel- working with celebrities is very expensive
0: oh, I get that so,
1: yes, yeah. yeah, so I think if you want to be part of that, you should be able to make it personal you know
0: okay okay let's let's go into that so if if you can give us a few tips for, you know, we have a lot of entrepreneurs that listen to this podcast. What is it that you've noticed about these brands that celebrities are really connecting with? And they're like, I want to work with that brand. And I don't care necessarily how big or how small they are, but you know, is it their messaging or a logo or, you know, what are the top, let's say three to four things or a handful of things, you know, uh, that you see these top brands and what are they doing right? To attract celebrities
1: so the first step would be having um, a product that's great it doesn't have to be great for everyone but it has to be you know something that's functional mm. um, number two do your research when you're looking for a celebrity like i said the product doesn't have to be great for everyone but it has to be functional which yeah. means if you do your research you should be looking for celebrities that actually are interested in products Similar to yours. Mm-hmm. Um, number three, I guess, would just be when working with a celebrity or trying to or trying to work with a celebrity. Um, see if your guys's message kind of aligns together. And what I mean by that is I try to make everything, even with the celebrity personal, whether it's with my brands or with the celebrity, I try to make let everyone know that I did research on them. So that when I connect them, it's a personal experience for both parties, and yeah. it makes it feel like you know you're going a little bit of an extra mile, especially if you're just starting
0: off. and right. hey guys, everyone who's listening to this right now, or whether you're watching, if we decide to release this YouTube video later on, um, I will tell you straight up, Michelle is legit because when we spoke for the first time, and she's laughing right now because she knows exactly what I'm about to go into. When we spoke for the first time, she knew stuff about me through social media posts I had posted, I don't know, like maybe six months ago, I would guess. It was a little bit of time, right? And I'm not trying to, it's not stalkery at all. I I, yeah. I like that a lot because it shows that you were serious. Like you yeah. looked at the podcast, you looked up my personal like posts. So you saw my story. And when we had that conversation, I was caught off guard because nobody, they know a little bit about me. They're, they're like, yeah, I know you used to be a cop you know you own this fitness company but when you uh what what was it it was something about my injury
1: yeah, yeah i asked you if like at one point you know you were unable to walk or you were almost unable to walk
0: yes yeah and you you had you, there was something specific that you said and i it like it it like zoomed me into that instagram post or whatever i'm like i know exactly what she's talking about and for me that was super impressive because it was like wow you actually cared and I, I was the one interviewing you, yeah. And I'm like, that is what's up. So for me, it showed how much uh, you know TLC you put into your craft, and not just because you're getting interviewed, but you also want to know, you know, our our stories and mm-hmm. brands.
1: Yeah, and you know how you feel. It's like I feel like people assume that just because they're a celebrity, like they get that treatment from everyone. Mm. I think because they're a celebrity, you know, sometimes it's just so like, you know, um like black and white. yeah. So especially if you're reaching out directly to the celebrity or you're working directly with their agent,
2: mm-hmm. I think that
1: personal touch is nice. Yeah, It's just able to say like, look, I'm actually a really huge fan. I've done the research and this is why I think my product isn't a waste of your time.
0: Mm. So, how, I mean, how did you even get started with Asher Collective? Like, how does that? Like, yeah. You, know, you just wake up one day, like I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go call the Rock today and see if he wants to yes. try this workout equipment, right? <laughs> like.
1: Um. So I kind of started off, um. Already in the apparel industry, so mm-hmm. I've been very fortunate enough to work, you know, in, um, the QA and the production side for a really long time before I stepped into this. Mm-hmm. Um. But while I was doing that. Um, I was also kind of working with a lot of marketing agencies at the time, like kind of like on the side, like during the weekend, um, yeah. helping set up events or, you know, like doing the celebrity giftings with them. And then through that, I was just very fortunate enough to network with a lot of individuals. And like I said, it's really important to be personal with everybody. So I kind of take that approach with everyone in my life. And I think that's also what helped me network with these individuals that you know are able to now help me connect to you know Ariana Grande or um Jeannie Mai. So I think because I was able to show them like look I actually really care about your client and I'm not just trying to like do my business. So luckily I was able to network with a lot of people and that's just kind of how I got here today.
0: That is what's up. Okay you 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 said it three times. You said network three times. How important is 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 the power of networking. You obviously said it three times. So like elaborate more on how, how that has really changed your business in your life.
2: Yeah,
1: I think networking has greatly helped me in all aspects of my career, not just in marketing. Because I think, you know, for example, for the entrepreneurs that are listening, you know, you might be a side entrepreneur, right? Don't take what, business relations you make currently in your current career and think that that will never be relevant Mm
2: -hmm.
1: in your entrepreneurship you know even that kind of production and QA background I go back to my contacts that I made in the apparel industry all the time really my marketing yeah like I reach out to them like hey are you guys looking for someone in the marketing department or are you guys looking for an agency like let's like talk about it and because they know me and they know, and I've kind of kept in touch with them, I've made that relationship with them, if they're going to look for an agency, or if they have a contact for a celebrity that I've been wanting, they're going to come to me. And it could even be even if I was an accountant in my past life, take those relationships, because one day you're going to need somebody to help. And I think with you know, our Asian mentality, people are scared to ask for help, especially as an entrepreneur. Mm. But networking and asking for like, hey, you know, like, if you have any recommendations, I'd love to be the first person on your mind. Yeah. Like, that's a give and take relationship because you're kind of fulfilling their need and they're helping you out as well.
0: Oh, my gosh. So much good stuff. I want to just like keep honestly, this podcast is more for me. Just <laughs> <laughs> like learning and picking your brain over here. So oh, you, you touched on two things that I, I want to go over. <clears throat> How do you nurture relationships that long? like there's there's people that um, and I'll say this, I've had clients and I've worked with people that believe like, hey, you know, right now, because I am, for example, when I used to be a cop. Maybe not. Some people would be like, you only are in my life right now because I'm a cop. And once I'm past that, we're done. Right. Like you don't follow up with those connections anymore. How did you how did you manage to stay connected with all these people from all these years going back to when you were doing the clothing?
1: You know, so when I was younger, we would always go out to happy hour. That was just kind of like our thing. (laughs) You know, I like okay. happy hour, like I will be like, oh, you know, like let's go and do this. Like I've always been pretty, um, I would say I'm an intro extro. extra. So I've always been pretty extroverted when it comes to like being in a work environment. Um, just because I feel like I've always had a team mentality. Mm-hmm. Um it's never been kind of more like a, okay, like I'm gonna do my job and you do yours. It was always more like a look, like, we're a team, like let's work together let's create a relationship so we can do our job um so i've just kind of carried that into my current role so because i've already had that relationship with them and trust me alcohol makes you someone's best friend it doesn't matter like how long you've known someone alcohol will make you someone's best friend (laughs) i've been very fortunate that you know the people that i've connected with in my past Uh are people that i actually personally enjoy spending time with them yeah you know even if we're not drinking, like, a lot of us have our own kids now.
2: Yeah.
1: It's like, fun to just, like, you know, talk to each other. Like, just recently, I did um, a FaceTime wine girls night out awesome. with a few of my, you know, coworkers from my past. Yeah. And I think it's, like, really, like, the little things. Like, and I do try to make a me- uh, an effort to remember, like, small things like birthdays, um, you know, like, a special day to them. So, I do try to make an effort to do that in my personal life. But I think it's really the little things that kind of add up to kind of that relationship going.
0: So so basically what you're saying is you were just being genuine. Like you actually, you weren't like, oh, I'm going to form this relationship because this person knows this person. And hopefully, maybe not this year or next year, but somehow, some way in the future, they may be able to help me out. You were actually there to just be like, I like this person. Let's form a real relationship. Am I right? Yeah,
1: and I think that's important because like how can you ask someone, you know, to like network with you? when you kids are not vibing Mm. you know
0: (laughs) yeah 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 I get that I get that no I really admire that because it's kind of an unfortunate thing when people are like that we're like hey you serve no more purpose in my life peace out
2: Mm. you know
0: and it's not like that's not what it's about like I'm still like close friends with a lot of my former partners and people that I used to you know from the PD, I still keep in yeah. touch with them, talk to them. Maybe not as often anymore because we're not working together and we're not in that same locker room or environment. But I I try to do my best to hit them up when it's a birthday or something. You know, social media exactly. is, is a great job. Does a great job yeah. of reminding us of all this. So if you can't even, you know, which everyone's on Facebook,
1: so easy. Like let's say I haven't talked to someone in like five years, but every year I post on their wall, "Happy birthday." Yeah. Like People to do that for me, like, it does make an impact. Mm. You know, people know what I do. so when they do reach out to me, I'm going to remember that they write on my wall every year on my birthday just to say happy birthday. Yeah. You know, so I do really feel like it's, like, the small things that, you know, count. And, um, you know, just be genuine. Like, if networking, I feel like sometimes people think it just has to be about you being fake. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you... Um, just trying to get to your goal but networking should also be about creating a relation a genuine relationship with this person so yeah
0: it's a long term it's a long term yeah I love that I love that you touch on that now another the the second part to my question that I'd like to ask you to touch on is the you had mentioned something about Asian mentality Mm -hmm. right can you elaborate a little bit more on that please
1: um so i feel like with i mean with asians in general um we have like this like competition mentality Mm. and kind of like oh like we can't ask for help so i think as an asian american um it has been harder to like break out of that Mm. um just because it's something that you know your parents instill in you like that you need to be more independent But I think being independent can also mean, like, hey, like, you know, it's okay to ask for help or ask for advice. Because I think everyone has something to offer to teach you. And it's okay to not know everything. And I mean, that's how I kind of got here because I did those side jobs. You know, there were times when I did an event completely for free because I wanted to kind of learn how to do that job. So, yeah
0: so oh man that's so good because so many people are caught up on like i'm not gonna do this for free i'm not gonna you know they they think everyone's so stuck on i exchange my time for money but you and i and a lot of these other uh, you know high-perform people understand that money is not the only form of exchange there's an exchange of knowledge mm-hmm. an exchange of resource an exchange of experience so like what you said right there like hey I don't, I'll do it for free, but now you know how to set up events. Now, you know, you're better at networking. I mean, you're, you're putting yourself in the vicinity and proximity of people you want to be around.
1: Mm-hmm. And you know, when I say like work for free, what I mean is monetary because at the end of the day, when you have a job interview or if you're, you know, going to meet a client, you can say, Oh, I worked for this company. You don't have to tell them that you didn't get paid for that job. <laughs> But at the end of the day, it's still experience. And I can tell you right now, like when I get an application um, Mm -hmm. for my team, I don't care if you didn't get paid for it. At the end of the day, you still have that experience. And that's better than just sitting around waiting for a paid opportunity.
0: Hell yeah, girl, you you came ready.
2: (laughs) You came ready
0: today. That is so good. And so how does that play into that Asian mentality of asking for help and like, you know, and i i'm really glad that we were able to touch on this because as as a man i thought that was just me and i'm sure like some of my you know Philippi- that filipino background plays into that you know that not asking for help but as a man like my wife would tell me all the time like why don't you just ask me i don't know i'm fine i can do it right <laughs> like, i don't need help so yeah. like how what would you recommend or how would you what would you tell someone who maybe you know, an Asian American entrepreneur, even someone who's just afraid to go out and ask for help, what would you tell them um, if you had that opportunity to speak to them today?
1: I would say, you know, don't be afraid to approach people. My mom would always tell me, you know, when I was a little kid that, you know, don't be afraid to ask a question because the only thing that, that they can say is no. Um, so that's kind of like what I grew up on. Both my parents kind of instilled that in me. I think the whole, like, don't ask for help really comes more from like my grandparents generation, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of like living up to that, like, you have to do it on your own. Like you have to, you should already know, you know, or where they like pit you against each other. Like, oh, your cousin is doing this much. Like, why are you only doing this? Much? <laughs> like, you know, like that kind of mentality, I feel like really comes from that generation. But, you know, with my parents, they always kind of let me know, um, yeah, like it's good to have competition because you're only as good as who you look up to. You know, if you're surrounding yourself with people that, um, you know, aren't don't have goals in life, like how are you going to also excel yourself as a person? Mm, mm, mm. So, you know, even though I always had a I was very fortunate enough to have a um, you know secure job. Um, I had no problem, you know, working on the weekends or working after work to get my side hustle going.
0: Mm. And what, what, what were you doing before you started your business?
1: So before I was working in the apparel industry in the QA side and the production side.
0: Oh, okay. That was recent. I thought that was like back, back in the day. Oh, no. yeah,
1: that was like, maybe like um, a few years ago.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Cool. Cool. So I want to go back to, I, and I wrote that line that you said, because I think that's so much, there's so much gold in there. You're only as good as who you look up to. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and right off the bat, it reminded me of that, you know, that quote that everyone kind of tosses around you. You you know, you, you're the average of the five people you hang out with.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Now you, you kind of taking that to a different level. I actually like your version better because you look at, who, the average of who you're around with, I almost look at, like, you're sitting in a table and, like, it's a round table. But now you're, like, you're, the, you're only as good as who you look up to. Now you're kind of raising that average. Like, so who, who do you look up to?
1: Um, so before, I would probably have, like, said some celebrity or some, like, super amazing business person. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, my goal has always been to surpass my parents.
2: Mm. not
1: you know um not like financially but their their drive you know um when my parents came here and they immigrated from Korea it you know it was difficult my dad you know he worked for free for like a few months when he first came to just gain that experience and you know now he's an amazing entrepreneur he owns a few different markets He also owns his own uh, plastic factory. And, you know, even when I was like in elementary school, um, I remember like other kids, like their parents would come to all their performances and stuff. Um, Unfortunately, my parents couldn't make it to mine (laughs) because they were always busy working and hustling. But I understand that sacrifice now. Mm -hmm. And I hope I could just work half as hard as my parents did. And yeah, that's kind of what I aim for.
0: So moving forward, if you don't mind me asking, um, how are you going to take what your parents did to you and reapply that to what you're going to do with Asher?
1: You know, with Asher, I probably wouldn't. Um, I probably, I don't know. That's a hard one because I've actually been dealing, I've been battling with that yeah. one myself too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I think with Asher, I would probably instill know chase your passion you know um half of my family are like in the medical industry or and the other half is works in law so half is doctors and then half is like either law enforcement lawyers or you know in the military so you know coming from that background my parents did always kind of want me to work in that they wanted me to be like a doctor or like a lawyer obviously that didn't happen (laughs) (laughs) um but they never ever made me feel like bad about it
2: oh wow okay They
1: would always just say like well you don't even if i came home one day with f my dad would ask me and be like well did you try your best and if i say yes like that was always good enough for my parents really so i think that's something that i would want to instill into my son as well that you know in life you just have to try your best and, you know, that also helped me with actually with this coronavirus situation.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: When it first hit, I was actually a little bit panicking because a lot of my clients were, um, you know, asking to like put their contracts on hold. Yeah. And, you know, I obviously can't ask them, you know, for mon- uh for payment. You know, it's difficult for everyone. But through that, I just was like, you know what, I'm still going to try my best. I'm still going to, you know, work with these clients, even if it means like throwing in a few things here and there for free to make sure their business continues to grow, even during a pandemic. And through that, you know, word of mouth, I've been very fortunate enough to be able to, you know, meet with a few different clients that might be willing to sign contracts with me now because they've seen what I've been doing for my current clients. So. I mean, definitely, like, my parents always just was satisfied with me trying my best, and that's kind of what I want to instill in my child as well.
0: Man, you just hit on, I don't know how many times i said it on this podcast, I might have to edit it out, but you have been (laughs) dropping so much gold throughout this conversation. What you said right there about continuing to show up for your clients, even though they may not be able to pay, like, you just coming from a place of love and a place of service, Right because your intentions are pure and you just want to help them out. Like now you're, you're actually generating more business. You may have lost, let's just say a few hundred, maybe a few thousand dollars. Right. And you, you're like, okay, I'll, I'll I'll take that. I'll eat that up. But now you've taken that and you've even re reinvested that into your people. And now it's like multiplying and that harvest is just growing from all the seeds you've been planting. So, you know, first and foremost i applaud you that is amazing not a lot of business owners can look at something like this 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 situation a lot of people right now are playing defense you continue to play offense smart offense
2: thank you (laughs)
0: and you're winning that is awesome i'm so happy for you i'm really proud of you that's really cool
1: Thank you. i mean i think for you know me a lot of my clients are also small business owners So, or they're just like, kind of like in the middle of starting out. So for me, it's really important that, um, they're able to make it not just past this pandemic, but they're able to survive the pandemic and grow. Mm. Um, I think the problem is that, you know, with the pandemic, with such a random pandemic like this, (laughs) like a lot of businesses are closing Yeah, and that varies from like restaurants all the way to the fashion industry. Mm. Um, And I think, you know, in a moment like this, this is what community matters. And those people that remember how you, you know, ride or died for them in the time of me, like they're the ones that are going to ride or die for you. So that's how I've always kind of seen, seen everything.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I like that a lot. I like it. How could people, how could our modern fitness and our just ethic community, how can they connect with you?
1: Well, so they can drop me an email
0: okay
1: um it's michelle at asher collective.com and yeah if they just shoot me an email i'm more than happy to you know see see what we can do together
0: social media are you on social media too
1: i am on social media um it's called the asher collective okay Uh, collective with a k
0: got same thing with the email right collective with a k got
1: it um However, I don't really update it that often because I'm <laughs> busy be working on everyone else's social media. <laughs> I should, I'll definitely get on that though.
0: <laughs> okay. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Michelle, I, I just I just want to say thank you for taking the time to get on this podcast to share your knowledge, your experience. Um, even throughout all this craziness, you dropped so much gold and I'm really excited for people to listen to the show.
1: Thank you. I'm really excited that I had the opportunity to like speak on your podcast. And I mean, hopefully, you know, what I said helps people. Yeah. Um, if it doesn't, thanks for listening to what yeah. I have to say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is awesome. I know it will. I know it will. And uh, I'm I'm looking forward to uh, a follow-up episode because this was so good. We, we definitely have to have another one.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. I'm down.
0: <laughs> All right. Thank you. All right. I don't know. I do